Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another podcast episode. You may have noticed if you've been looking on social media, the news, or perhaps just the signs at your local gas station that gas prices are really high, especially here in California. That got me thinking, along with some uh, people that have dropped by, where basically the motivation to come look at e-bikes was the fact that they just went to the gas station and spent a lot of money to fill up their tank. But it got me motivated to decide and kind of take a closer look at, because this is something that I haven't done in a while now, but see, what is the return on investment? What's the ROI if you buy an e-bike and commute with it versus driving? And I think the results might surprise you. I've got some stats and figures and all sorts of numbers I'm going to share with you. So if you're a numbers type of person, you're going to love this episode. If not, don't worry. I'm going to break it down and make it really simple at the end of the day to see, is it worth it to buy an e-bike just to try and save money on gas or not? So first, we got to start with the gas prices. What are they? Well, I am recording this episode on March 9th. It's a Wednesday. And as of today, according to AAA, which actually has a really nice like special website just for monitoring gas prices, the average gas price in California is $5.57 a gallon. Technically, it's $5.57.3, but we'll ignore that 0.3 cents for now. But $5.57 a gallon is the average Some places are higher than that. I've heard and seen places over $7. Obviously, there's some lower, but that's just crazy that that's the average. And that is the highest average ever, just to put things into perspective. Hopefully, it doesn't last, but as of right now, all signs indicate that it's only going to go up in the near future. Uh, Now, if we look at commuting, which is what I specifically want to target for this episode, because that's what makes the most sense to save the most money. The average commute in California is 40.1 miles. Now, I'm using some California numbers because that's where I'm located. If I couldn't find good California-specific numbers, I may be using some like nationwide figures as well. But these are all documented sources I could find that looked reliable. And to my knowledge, they sounded accurate as well. So distance, 40.1 miles. Gas, 5.57 a gallon. And then the average nationwide miles per gallon uh, of vehicles today is 24.9 miles per gallon. So if we just kind of crunch those numbers real quickly, it would take about 1.6 gallons to get to and from work, which would cost you just shy of $9, about $8.97. And these are just average figures. So just take your average person on the road, average car, average commute. This is what they're spending every day to get to and from work, uh, which comes out to about $2,300 over the course of a year. And that's a standard 261 working day calendar. So I'm not saying you're driving every single day. We're not counting trips to the grocery store, anything at all like that. We're just talking about commuting to work on standard work days that aren't national holidays, things like that. So that's, you know, that all makes sense. You spend about $2,300 to get to and from work based on those figures. Now, how does that compare to spending electricity and putting that electricity into a bicycle? Well, if you take the Blackbird, which has a 52-volt, 16-amp-hour battery, which is about 0.83 kilowatt hours 
or 832 watt hours of capacity. For those that have listened to the battery episodes, you know how I calculated that. If you haven't, it's really simple. Just voltage times the amp hours gives you the watt hours, which is a really good way to compare capacity of any given battery to any other battery, even if the voltages or amp hour ratings are slightly different. But the California average, and I'm using the California average for electricity because it's one of the highest in the nation, so I think that's a fair comparison, uh, is 25 cents per kilowatt hour. So to charge a Blackbird battery from all the way dead to completely full would take about 21 cents. So you're talking about on a daily uh, amount because 40 miles is a distance that would be totally doable on a Blackbird bike. You're spending 21 cents to charge the battery versus $8.97 to fill up your average vehicle for the same distance. Now, even if you want to be more conservative than that and say, well, I'm going to kill the battery in 20 miles, full throttle all the way, it's uphill both ways to and from work, even then you're only spending like 40 some cents to charge the bike up. And I assume <laughs> that your workplace is not going to be so specific or care if you're charging your bike at work, they're probably not going to ask you for a quarter every day that you charge your bike. So I think 21 cents is a very fair number, which means you're going to save well over $8. I mean, using those hard numbers, that's like $8.77 savings per workday, uh, which comes out to about $2,200, just shy of $2,300 a year. And if you don't know, I'll tell you right now, the price of the Blackbird bike is currently $25.99. So that means in about 14 months, the bike would pay for itself in gas savings alone. But we can't really stop there because that's not fair to the bike or accurate. Because if you start thinking about oil changes, tire changes, brakes, everything else that goes into a vehicle, obviously those expenses are going to be substantially higher than a bicycle. And in fact, I didn't prep these numbers, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this real quick. If we think about, well, let's see, that's 40 miles times 261 workdays. That's 10,000 miles if you actually use your bike every day. And that's putting a lot of miles on an e-bike. Even if you replaced every single thing on the bike, which you wouldn't have to do in 10,000 miles. Let's say you replaced the battery, you replaced the, the motor, you went through two or three sets of tires, uh, multiple tubes, maybe like 10 sets of brake pads. You're still not spending anywhere near what you're going to spend in a vehicle. So 10,000 miles, could you end up spending some money on maintenance on a bicycle? Absolutely, of course. You know, and that's kind of an unknown figure exactly what that would be. But I think we can very safely assume that that would be far less than what the purchase price of the bike was. You know, so like I said, the battery is a big one. Let's say you bought a second battery just because it made it easier to commute. I mean, that's 600 bucks. Yeah, that's going to extend that ROI a little bit. But if you're using the bike, it's still going to pay for itself. But here's the thing that we're not accounting for or talking about yet. The average price of a used car in the U.S. right now is over $28,000. That's according to Kelly Blue Book, which, you know, has a lot of data on that sort of thing, of course. They say a new car price is even, obviously has gone up as well, over $47,000, which is just crazy. 
what surprises me is, is that the average used car price is that high. That is just really hard to fathom. But I'm not, in any of these calculations, even going to include the cost of the vehicle. If we just take the IRS mileage reimbursement number of 58 and a half cents and just put that in. So now we're just talking about the IRS mileage number and gas. The savings for riding an e-bike go up dramatically because your biggest expense is actually not the gas. When you're driving that many miles, that's over $20 a day basically in wear and tear on a vehicle. And for anybody who's thinking, oh, well, it's not that high, it may not have been a few years ago, but with an average used car price of $28,000, I mean, absolutely, I could see it being that high. I'm going to crunch some numbers in the background. $28,000, you know, $20 a day, that's 1,400 days. I'm just kind of thinking how long would you have to have the car for? That'd be like having, if you had the car for just under four years and you put like, 40,000 miles on it or something. I mean, it's, you know, obviously these numbers can change and fluctuate somewhat, but we're trying to make these as simple to understand with data that's out there. That drives up the total daily cost of driving to well over $30 a day between gas and just vehicle expenses, which means you could potentially be saving an e-bike. The number I've got written down here, plugging all these figures in, is $676 a month, which is completely insane because that means on a Blackbird bike, the ROI, the return on investment would be under four months. So if you're assuming you still spent some money on the bike for spare parts and things like I said, you know, you still probably five, six months, the bike would pay for itself. That means you could ride the bike through the summertime when the weather's nice and it's nice to be outdoors and it could potentially pay for itself. And then you have an e-bike that you can use just for fun as well. Of course, there's all sorts of health benefits and other things that are great about riding a bicycle. I did not expect the return on investment to be that short. The gas prices really do drive that up. And, and again, like I said, that's not accounting for the fact that the average used car price is as high as it is. Uh, so I plugged in some different numbers to kind of figure out, well, what would it look like for other bikes? You, if you go down to the... Uh, most affordable model we have right now, the Avenger at $15.99, that bike would pay for itself in just over two months based on all those factors actually considered. So that means you're actually using the bike as a car replacement. And it doesn't mean you have to sell your car. It just means you're not actually using it. You know, if you spend around 2000 say something like uh, an Aventon bike, you're right around the three-month mark. Uh, if you go to like a commuter, you cut that down, you know, a tiny bit. But even if you go more expensive up to something like the Warthog bike with its dual batteries and just way overkill and everything for commuting, you know, at a $4,000 price point, the ROI with all these things considered would be about six months. If you're only accounting for gas and you just forget vehicle cost and you don't even factor that in, even a bike like the Warthog at $4,000 would have a, an ROI of less than two years. But if we actually are factoring in the vehicle cost and mileage costs, then you're down to like six months, which is just a lot shorter than I honestly thought it would be. For me, it's worth it because I like riding an e-bike, whether or not I'm going to commute on it. I do that, of course, and it's, it's nice to save a little bit of money. 
But for me, my savings wouldn't be as great as the average is because the mile per gallon on the vehicles I have is much higher. We currently have an electric car, a Prius, and I have a motorcycle, (laughs) which means the worst one I've got might actually be the motorcycle, believe it or not. And it gets like 40 miles per gallon. So way higher than the national average. And also the distance that I have to go is less than 40 miles. So the savings for me are not nearly as significant, but even I like commuting to work on my bicycle and it's just fun. And then I just ride it for fun as well. And of course, that's, that's what I do for a living. So it makes sense. But it's just amazing that the average numbers work out so well, which means that this is just an extra incentive for people to buy electric bikes this year if they think prices are going to keep going up. You know, electricity cost could go up as well. But the cost of electricity is so small when you compare it to what a vehicle costs. It's just, it's almost insignificant, which is really interesting. I think that's something people worry about. But if you compare to what you're actually replacing, it's insanely efficient. Now, the most efficient vehicle that exists today, I think, is a electric-powered Velomobile. Because then you get the advantage of the e-bike, but then you get aerodynamics factored in. And then you could cut that cost for charging down even more. But Velomobiles are substantially more expensive to purchase. So the ROI actually wouldn't be very good because the savings you would get from that little aerodynamic benefit would not outweigh the cost that they currently are, Uh, which is why early, early on, I really wanted to produce an affordable Velomobile. I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. Uh, And then I realized nobody knows what those are or really care. (laughs) Or if they know what they are, they're just a little bit too weird for the masses to adopt it. Bicycles are something we're all familiar with, very comfortable with, uh, and they just make a lot of sense. So there you have it. That's how my math works out. Those are all estimates based on uh, averages and things I found online. Again, some of those sources, uh, Answer Financial was a website where I found those commuting distances. They had average commute distances for all 50 states. AAA was, was a really interesting gas uh, website that they have set up. Uh, and then Kelly Blue Book for some of those other things. And then, of course, the, uh, the mileage of 58 and a half cents that comes from the IRS. These are pretty firm numbers <laughs> that make a lot of sense. I'm not making this stuff up here, but it's kind of like, wow, so I could go buy an e-bike and ride it for a year to work and it would pay for itself. Or six months, possibly, or even shorter, depending on what your circumstances are. Think about it this way. If you are driving something and you're going 40 miles is a pretty long distance to commute each way. And I understand that. I also understand that many of you might live in a high traffic, uh, densely populated area where a 40 mile commute, 20 miles each way, takes you a long time because of traffic. And I've talked to a lot of people that commute on e-bikes and their commute on an e-bike is not much different time-wise than it was in a car. Now that's going to depend on your area. For me, I live in a more rural area and it definitely takes me longer to get to work on an electric bike. So I have to leave a little earlier going home because downhill on that direction, I can almost get there just as fast. Uh, It's kind of crazy how quickly it, it goes that direction. But yeah, it takes a little bit more time. But I feel like I'm saving time in the end because I'm getting exercise while going to work, which is something that I normally don't get to do. So I'm kind of combining two things. So there's an extra benefit 
for me personally that makes it worth it. But man, if I just can't imagine if you're driving something that's getting, you know, 20 miles per gallon and you're commuting 30 miles, like this just seems like it would be so worth it. And even if you didn't do it every day, if you're thinking about buying an e-bike, this is something that could really make a lot of sense. And if we start seeing things like the tax credits for e-bikes eventually passed and, you know, and go through and that's a law that's still up in the air, that could just make this even better at that point. So all very interesting things that are going on right now. Unfortunately, the one thing we can't control (laughs) is the fact that when gas prices go up, everything goes up. Freight costs go up, which means eventually we might see a trickle down to where bikes have to go up in price because the cost to get them here goes up. I still think it's going to make more sense than a vehicle because those are going to have to go up eventually as well. But in case you were wondering, does an e-bike pencil out? The answer is a definite yes. There's a pretty wide range depending on how you want to look at it. What's the price of the bike? How far do you have to go? But the answer is, yeah, it definitely can pay for itself. You do have to be fairly committed and use it a lot. You know, even the shortest of these is, is kind of around like the three-month range. And that's assuming you're doing a 40-mile commute and you're, you're riding every day, which you should. It's a ton of fun. So that's all I've got for you today. Thank you so much for listening to another episode. If you haven't heard, we are raising money right now. We are taking investors for Area 13. I'll make sure that there is a link available for that. There is a button you can click on our website, area13ebikes.com, to learn more about that. I highly encourage you to check it out. Become a part owner in Area 13 if you'd like. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. If you're not on our email list for these podcast episodes, make sure to go to ebikepodcast.com. That's our newsletter so you can get notified when new episodes come out, which is typically every Tuesday. Thank you very much. I know we've been a little behind with all the crazy projects we've been working on. We're going to catch right back up and pick up where we left off. I've got some really exciting new e-bikes in the works that are going to launch really soon. Can't wait to share those with you. So stay tuned. 